Welcome to the Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts. Here's the latest. The Supreme Court has reinstated the death penalty for Johar Sernayev, the man convicted of killing three people in the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013. The Supreme Court reviewed the case after an appeals court overturned the death penalty. That was on the grounds that the judge in the original trial didn't adequately consider bias in selecting a jury from such a high-profile case in Boston. Florida's legislature has passed a bill that would ban abortions after 15 weeks. That shortens the state's current window by two months. Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign the bill into law soon, and it could take effect as early as July 1st. The proposed law does make exceptions for mothers at risk of death, but it excludes rape, incest, and human trafficking as viable reasons. In January 2020, I went to CES in Las Vegas and saw Sony's first electric concept car in person. Straight up, it was one of the most beautiful high-tech cars I had ever seen. Sony obviously doesn't make cars, they make sensors, game consoles, consumer tech stuff mostly. But now it looks like they actually will build a car. Sony and Honda announced they're going to form a new company to design and sell electric vehicles together, with their first EV coming in 2025. If you're an insulin user and have been hit by its skyrocketing costs, then you might be able to breathe a sigh of relief. Civica RX, a nonprofit backed by hospitals and insurers, says it plans to sell insulin for just $30 a vial. Right now, it's running about $300 a vial, even though it costs very little to make. Some diabetics are forced to ration or even skip doses because of this. Now, while the Civica option may revolutionize the pharma industry, don't get too excited quite yet, it still needs to get federal approval and won't be available until 2024. Pete Davidson's been having a hell of a month being relentlessly harassed by Kanye West online, so he might leave the planet. That's probably not the reason, but CNN reports the SNL star is in talks with Jeff Bezos to join one of the upcoming Blue Origin space flights, where he would spend about 11 minutes on the edge of outer space. According to CNN, the idea came about when Davidson and his girlfriend, Kim Kardashian, went to Bezos' house for dinner in January. Coming up, we take stock of a week of war in Ukraine. It is the ninth day of the Russian war against Ukraine. We'll start with what's happening there now. A small bit of good news. The fire at Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant is out. A fierce battle for the plant took place overnight and a fire broke out in one of the reactor's buildings. Russian forces are now in control of the plant, Europe's largest, yet reports say the trained Ukrainian staff is still running the facility at gunpoint. Rafael Grossi, head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, gave this reassuring update today. There has been no release of radioactive material. Hungary has opened its borders to Ukrainian refugees. It's a big shift from recent years when the prime minister closed his border to refugees fleeing other conflict zones like Syria. Approximately 130,000 Ukrainians have crossed into Hungary. More than a million Ukrainians have left their homeland since Russia's invasion began, prompting UNICEF to warn that this could be the biggest refugee crisis in Europe since World War II. 
When the invasion began, Ukraine's vice prime minister pleaded with Elon Musk to deliver Starlink, his satellite-based internet service, so Ukrainians could stay connected. Now Musk is warning them to use Starlink cautiously and to place antenna, quote, as far away from people as possible. That's after cybersecurity experts told CNN that using the Starlink terminals could allow Russia to detect their unique signals and home in on potential targets. Ukraine has found a new source of funds, crypto. After posting its digital wallet on Twitter, the government has so far received more than $54 million in Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ether, and other currencies. Ukrainian residents are also getting donations in unusual ways. According to The Guardian, people outside Ukraine are booking Airbnbs in the country with no intention of staying. They're just paying the Ukrainian hosts. As you probably know by now, Volodymyr Zelensky was a comedian and actor before he became president of Ukraine, and one of his most famous roles was in a hugely popular show called Servant of the People, where he played a high school teacher who unexpectedly becomes, wait for it, president of Ukraine. Well, now the AP reports other countries are trying to buy the rights to air it as Zelensky's star rises during the Russian invasion. The UK's Channel 4 will broadcast an episode of Servant of the People on Sunday, and there are several other deals in place to air the show in the Middle East and Europe. No word on the US just yet. And now, a palate cleanser. It's time to act, soon I'll be gone. You're listening to a song from Shim Chung of Folktale. It's a new musical inspired by Korean lore. And while it's not on stage yet, it's getting a lot of love and traction on TikTok. The composer is 22-year-old Harvard student Julia Rue. She tells the AP she grew up on a steady diet of Disney and Broadway, same. And maybe it's finally time for a Korean princess. I personally can't wait. It's been just over a week since Russia invaded Ukraine and a lot has happened. So I asked insiders John Haltewanger what has stood out to him. Well, it was really, really amazing to see how the West uh, rallied uh, together and against Putin. Putin uh, launched this war with the goal of trying to hurt and uh, undermine these institutions. But in many ways, He's only strengthened them. Uh, We've Mm. seen uh, a number of countries take unprecedented actions to support Ukraine. Countries like Switzerland that generally take neutral stances on conflict, issuing sanctions against Russia. Countries that previously refused to send weapons like Germany and Sweden, sending weapons to Ukraine. So the West really has come together against Putin. He's unified the West in historic and unprecedented ways. The other thing that was really historic to me was the way in which... uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky emerged as a hero. Uh, He's only been in power for about three years. He's a former uh, stand-up comic and TV star. Uh, In many ways, was considered completely unqualified for this job. But he has upstaged a world leader who's a former KGB operative who's been in power for two decades. Uh, And it's been incredible to watch uh, his grit, his strength, and his refusal to back down. During his State of the Union address, President Biden said Putin is actually uniting the world. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber, in this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. What's your reaction to that? Well, I think Biden is spot on there. Uh, the only only countries that really stood on Russia's side were, you know, rogue states like North Korea, um, places where there are dictators. Um the, the democracies of the world are overwhelmingly against Putin on this. 
Uh, he is isolated economically and politically. Um, in some ways, you could say that he has already lost this war because no matter what, Russia's economy is going to be damaged by this. He is damaged politically. He's getting pushed into a corner, which I think is why we've seen him make nuclear threats. Um, there's you know, been speculation that Putin is now unhinged and uh, has lost touch with reality, but they're saying, no, that's not the case. He's he is very rational, but he is ruthless. Obviously, we don't know how long this will last, but what are you know, two or three scenarios that could possibly play out in the coming weeks? Well, yesterday we saw that Ukrainian officials and Russian officials continued peace talks in Belarus, but it's really too early to say where those might go. Uh, we also saw uh, French President Emmanuel Macron speak to Putin uh, and afterwards said that he believes the worst is yet to come for Ukraine, really painting a grim picture of what we might see in the coming days so while Ukraine's military has really frustrated Russia so far and put up a stiffer resistance than expected, I unfortunately think there are very dark days ahead for Ukraine. Um, Putin has, again, shown how ruthless he is. He has shown a disregard for civilian life. I think it could get very bad very fast. Um, and I don't you know, say that lightly, and I don't say that happily. John Haltewanger is a senior politics reporter at Insider. John, thank you so much for covering this for us. Thanks for having me. Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And Dave Smith. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.